and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Renovators, the business advisory show for real estate professionals. I'm Chanel and this is Rex. Rexy. <laughs> you never say how I use Rex. Well, so I've been told not to ask that question anymore. So I just, by you, you've had them last season. I don't season. remember this. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to have an amazing guest today. It's going to talk about his journey. It's an incredible journey. Um, it's a guy who has grown a, a rent roll from 600 to 2,700. He took his sales business from 60 to $600,000 uh, per month wow. to a $10 million business. Um, he talks about the struggles he went through with that. Um, it's a very raw and candid I think it's a interview. big life lesson as well. It really is. And you don't know, often hear directors of this successful be so raw and honest about it and took some time off out of the industry as a result of it um, and has come back with, yeah. Funnily much. enough, Rexia, and I'm not sure he, if he remembers this, but um, when I first started Titanium as a, as a young girl, um, very eager to, to get out there into the world and, you know, struggled to be taken seriously a lot of the time, particularly at the age that I was. And this individual was someone that sat down with me many years ago in his Essendon office and said, I believe in you. Um, was one of the very first people, the second person actually to sign my terms of business and say, I will back you and I believe in you. And I owe a lot to him, um, more so for the confidence than anything, but allowing me to feel as though I was able to achieve something fantastic. And I think it's a credit to him and what he's been able to create over the years as well. That's the kind of individual he is though. He yeah. definitely is. I'll yeah. allow you to introduce him, Rex. You can introduce him. Mr. Milo Rasenak. How are you, Milo? Good. Hi, guys. How are Welcome, you? Welcome, Milo. Rex. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time out of your very busy schedule <coughs> for your new job. ventures to join us. Can we start with your career? I probably did a not a great summary of my yeah. understanding of it, but you can provide us a how it all started. Yes, I just needed to take a deep breath there because it seems... Uh, in some ways it seems like it was yesterday, but in others it's, it was like 50 or 60 years ago. But mm -hmm. in, uh, in particular it was um, 30 years ago. Um, I'd left school at a young age of you know, 15 and a half, 16, and um, you know, got straight into the workforce. I think I, I, I just wanted to work, I wanted to earn money. Um, and that was the upbringing from you know, mum and dad, blue collar workers, grandparents. Um, you know, granddad was a, a wharfie back, back in the early days when he came to the country in 1940. 52 or yes. 53. Serbian? So, yes, indeed. Yeah, that's Someone the background. Yeah. That is the background. Similar to um, my co-host. But uh, I was sort of born, you know, certainly born here and, and um, with the support of my, my parents, uh, I wasn't, you know, very articulate, if you like, and didn't want to stay at school much longer, so I just wanted to work. So I got, got into the workplace uh, environment and the industry was um, transport and logistics. So. I started off as a, as a casual and worked my way up um, as a forklift driver and leading hand. Milo, the um, forklift driver? Yeah, indeed. Who would have thought? Yeah, I actually miss that role too. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But uh, eventually got to a you know, pretty top level management and responsible for about 300 staff. And, wow. How and old were you at this stage? Uh, well, I, uh, I think I, that role was from 24 till 30. Wow. Um, so for a young person, there was a lot of responsibility. And uh, it was at the age of, yeah, just almost turning 30. Um, had a newborn, Stefan was born, and he was only six or seven months at the time. And, um, and I, 300 I needed, staff, you Yeah, it was 300 staff and trucks, um, mm. you know, that we had to keep maintenance of. So um, that caused me to hit a wall. Um, yeah, I absolutely got very ill and um, had ulcers in the esophagus and 
lost a lot of weight, um, almost needed a pretty From serious... the stress? That's what it was, yeah. It was certainly stress. I wasn't eating. I was starting at five in the morning, working straight through, sometimes till midnight. Wow. Um, it was just crazy. I just loved work and loved the industry, F very fast pace. But, um, you know, a couple of visits to the doctor, and they rarely do this, but um, he, he said, you must stop. Yeah, mm. You must stop <laughs> if you want to live. So I did, um, got finally, you know, the ulcers were starting to heal and I was able to get back into um, the workplace. And it was one of two industries, either um, the police force or, um, or real estate. Uh, I watched an old- Very different industries. <laughs> and yes. different from where you came from you as know, well. I don't know why it was those two that I chose. And, and back then, you know, to enter the police force, it was, I think, 12 months in Glen Waverley. And I thought, well, that's not 12 months. I'm not so sure. Real estate was a few days course. Yeah. <laughs> Still is uh, in some states. And I really, having worked in a petrol station um, as a petrol attendant um, some years ago, uh, I, I used to fuel the car up for one of the directors that I looked up to a lot, Peter Weeder, you know, from Young's The Professionals at the time. And I thought, you know, I, I want to be like him one day. So I thought I'll give real estate a go. And and I went in and saw Pete, and uh, Peter said, um, well, okay, geez. And I said, look, I, I, I'm looking to wind down a little bit. I you know, hit a wall and, <laughs> and laughed at me. He said, you want to get into real estate? Um, thinking that it was going to be harder than, than uh, the transport um, role that I had and logistics. So long story short, Peter gave me an opportunity. And, um, and so you were 30 at this stage. I was you 30. a young I was recruit, necessarily. But. Yeah, I was young, but I think already in the workforce for mm. you know, 14, 15 years, um, management experience. So, you know, Pete gave me an opportunity um, that was in Essendon, Mount Alexander Road. Um, and I picked up fairly good momentum the first few months. But at that time, I also uh, came down with shing uh, not shingles, but um, uh, chicken pox. Oh. And it wasn't, it wasn't a good dose either, so I ended up... In, in hospital for a couple, few days and uh, came back and you know my sister my younger sister said to me how's the role going I thought oh, I'm not sure I, I'm not sure if this industry is for me um, and just uh, I suppose being open absolutely and honest which I always try and try to be um, I just thought this is just you know, dog a dog it's there's no support it's everyone's at each other there's, there's, there's really no camaraderie or, or team um, focus it's kind of just everybody for themselves. And I thought, oh, gee, that's not what I'm used to mm -hmm. um, and the environment that I was used to. And I thought, oh, I'm not sure whether this will be for me. But, you know, how did I survive? I suppose Peter decided um, six months in, and I was just about to get out of the industry um, and try the police force. Yeah. Uh, Pete said, look, I'm selling out. I'm selling up. If you're interested, uh, there could be an opportunity. And I thought, oh, okay, this changes the game a little. Um, so at, six months into a real estate career, yeah, you're considering buying it. Six, seven wow. months in. Wow. Yeah. And I'm only keen on that because I believed in the industry and I could see the service that was being offered and the way, you know, lots of, uh, you know, directors, I suppose, manage their, their offices and their staff. And I thought there's an opportunity here. Mm. There is an opportunity. Uh, if I introduced my transport, totally customer service focused, type of uh, industry that it is and that was drummed into us brained, brainwashed for customer service um, and uh, I thought hmm, if I apply some of that in this industry perhaps this is hmm, something that I can invest in and grow and develop 
something special. So um, that's what turned the corner f for me. If Pete wasn't um, you know, thinking of selling, then I, I would Could have been be a sergeant now or something instead. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Who knows where I would have ended up. Yeah, so um, that began and then um, Pete you know, was already in, in, in talks with, uh, with another group to uh, buy his business out and you know, stayed in that environment. And that's where the journey began. Peter, um, I think it was about 600 properties that he had on the rent roll. That was a fair investment. That was a fair investment. Um, Back then at your it, age as well. It, it was a big investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was a bit, uh, it was scary. You, know, you, you took that to 2,700. Yeah, over, 20, a, over 20 years. But, you yeah, know, 21 years. to talk about that kind of growth, in any industry, how, how do yeah. you go about that? Yeah, Rex, uh, any advice, if you like, it's, it, don't consider it advice or my journey was not to look at, and still to today, is not to look at what the future ho holds in five, 10, 15 years. It was, you know, what we're doing today. And I just worried about one listing at a time, um, one landlord at a time, uh, one vendor at a time, um, build their trust, um, treat buyers and tenants the way they'd like, we'd all like to be treated. And, and the business just grew. It became um, an, an attraction agency as well. Mm -hmm. So you know, my biggest you know, challenge was, was saying no to people that I thought could, could become you know, really good agents, whether it be property management or, or sales, because we just couldn't <laughs> put them all on. So we've you know, certainly become an attraction agent, I suppose. And, is um, there a trick to it though? Service. Like, how do you go from such a small office, such a not just in property management? Your sales business was a ten million dollar business only. It's a big office. Sounds like there's a bit of a fire in fire in the in the stomach somewhere, Milo, yeah. from going, you know, from transport and logistics and what you did there from a young age to buying in to building a mega office. There's a fire in there. Where is this coming from as well? Well, yeah, where does it come from? I think it's just white line fever. You know, you've either got that burning desire or, or, or you don't. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer of the open door policy. Um, so, I, you know, my door's always open in management for staff. Um, that's what I'm there for. But there's more um, than that though, Milo. I feel like it's a common theme with, with, with um, individuals with immigrant parents as well, to some extent. Do you yeah. agree? When you have a come from a family that have come from nothing and look at everything as an opportunity, something about them brings something to you. Like yeah. anything is possible. Yes. Make something out of nothing. Do you agree with that? Yes, sure, sure. Well, I suppose the ingredient there might be, I, I think of my beautiful parents and you know, mum in particular, and I'll share that story a bit later, but, um, you know, they were just humble, beautiful people. Yeah. So that's, that, that's, that's my blood. Um, so introducing that into business, um, naturally and not pretentiously, um, uh, that, that certainly helps. Staff want to work for you. You lead by example. You're hardworking. Um, you know, clients see that. Your staff see that. Your business just naturally um, What advice naturally would you give? If, 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 you know viewers watching who've got agencies who are not at a $10 million mark or at a smaller marks and they're looking to do what you've accomplished in the past, yeah. uh, where do you start? What do you do? Well, Rex, you, you, and Chanel, you, it, it comes with sacrifice. Mm. So I think we all, as, as principals and directors and salesmen, we, we all want to achieve and we all want to you know, have somebody that we can put on on, on a pedestal and say, that's who I want to be like. I, I'm not sure if there were 
you know, too many of those in my career that I looked up to and said, I, I want to be like you. There was many, many mentors, if you like, um, that, 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 um, that I you know, tapped on the shoulder at times and I just picked up a little bit from them, a little bit from them, a little bit from them. But generally, I think it's, it's, it's being true to yourself and saying how much sacrifice, how much sacrifice do you want for success? Now, success for me, it, financially, that was a secondary thought mm. to me. I came from a role where I was quite comfortable, you know, had a company car and, you know, certainly got, um, you know, lots of lunches and lots of paid dinners. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was a lovely industry that way. And I got into real estate and earned less money straight away. But what I, what I loved about it and still do today is, you know, the, 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 the customer interaction. So, um, and putting time into the job. The better you get, the more hours you need to work. The more hours you work, the, the more people want to deal with you. Um, the more people that want to deal with you, the more hours you need to put in. So, you know, my sacrifice was my family um, for, for work. And in many cases, I don't say this proudly, but, you know, I chose to put, you know, work first before my family. And, you know, that's, that's, that's come at a sacrifice. Certainly. Um, yeah. A very successful business you built over years, over the years. And then something happened, Milo. Was it burnout? Did you, did you hit a wall? Can yeah. you talk us through what happened there? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, with, with success, people look at it from the outside and you know, you'll, you'll get um, the haters and you'll get the lovers and, and you'll get all different comments. But I try to stay away from that as much as I possibly can. And I think that's what helped me get to perhaps and, and our office and our team get to the success that we did at the time because I remained humble. I'm not on social media. I try not to be involved with social media on the basis that I'm, I'm a sensitive kind of person. Mm. Um, and for all the hard work that you put in, it only takes one person to make a comment that you think, yeah, you know, that, that's just hurtful now. So that I choose not to be for pretty much that reason. I'm a very positive person. I don't watch the news. I don't read the, the paper, only the back you know, section, not the front, because mm. you know, I'm, I'm not into bad news. I just want good news when I arrive and I come into work. So, so certainly um, you know, along the journey, you know, building you know, the sales department where we did to, and, and the property management, um, juggling family, juggling um, you know, friends, um, juggling this big juggernaut that it was, um, you know, came at a cost. It only needed for something to happen in my life, like losing you know, our mum five you know, years ago, that um, that was the turning point in my life. I questioned where I was. I questioned who I was. Um, I didn't have that burning desire to achieve anymore because that um, the, a person that was so important in my life was no longer there. Mm. So that's when I started questioning the sacrifice um, that, um, that I endured over the 20 odd years um, to not ha have an opportunity, you know, to say goodbye to mum. Mm. Very sorry to hear that. So, so that was that was certainly the turning point. So I think uh, I, I became a different, not a different person. I think uh, all of a sudden I wanted to change, but that that caused you know some issues. I suppose my my staff, my team, uh, my clients expected me to be there all the time, and I I didn't want to be there uh, as much anymore. Mm. I just wanted to. Um, grief in, in, in my way and um, subsequently you can call it hit a wall, you can 
you can call it um, crash and burn. Um, thankfully, I've come out of it the other end. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I can only imagine mm. what you're going through at the time, being it such a successful leader. People don't talk about it enough, though. The pressures you face as a business owner, but also having to put on that facade to, to because you need your team. Your team are led by you. And when you are affected by something, it's very difficult to articulate that because very you difficult. need to be strong all the time. And yeah. we see, I see it a lot with directors. I have a lot of out of hours phone calls with them and they're, they're breaking down, but they, they have no one to go to. And it's yeah. really, really difficult. And thank you for, for speaking, Milo, because it's no, not easy so. to do that. No, it's not. I suppose uh, along the journey to being the caring, you know, natural, you know, person that I am that, you know, when your staff have got issues too, when we had, um, you know, yeah, we, 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 we had a lot of um, um, disappointment, you know, with illnesses and deaths and, and you know, um, marital situations. And I, I, I was always there for, for the guys. You were the rock. So, yeah, you're carrying everybody else's yeah. burdens um, and, and stresses. And I feel that's what makes a great leader too, though. If I didn't care, that would be obvious. But that's why I think... For a long it comes as a time. cost, as you mentioned earlier. Mm. And sure if you does. had to do it again, would you do it differently? Oh, I think about that at times when I go to bed, and I, I have no, I, I have no regrets. It's not about regrets, yeah. is it? Something from learning, hindsight, yeah. Well, here I'm, you know, starting, you know, a new journey, and and I, I think I'm already applying those. No. I've burnt out once, I've burnt out twice, I might burn out again a third time, but no. I, I hope not. I hope not, but have I learnt anything? Perhaps not to care as much mm. and just breathe and, yeah, do my yoga in the morning, go for walks and, and be with positive people and people you want to be around. So I have learnt some things along That's the way. That's what's most important. It the is. The people that you surround yourself with. What, what was that break like for you, Milo? Fantastic. Yeah? I never would have thought... Um, I never would have thought that I would have had the break that I did. I, I would never have planned it. So sometimes things happen for a reason. Certainly. Uh, quite often things happen for a reason. Um, for me to take the break that I did, which was you know, almost four and a half years away from, from real estate in Essendon. Um, you went uh, in the state. Yeah, I Poor did. Poor Douglas, yeah. nice place to relax and recover. Well, the first six months was... Um, and you started selling in Port Douglas. You couldn't yeah, help yourself. I did. It was just um, it was hard to get back into. The first six months I was kind of you know, just lazing around what I'm going to do with myself and got through that period and I thought, oh, you know, I, I said I'd never get back into real estate again. I meant that. I was so hungover. And um, for a year and a bit, I helped a friend in, in the racing industry. Um, you know, I thought, oh, I'll give something else a crack and oh, I thought, wow, what opportunities here as well. And I thought, hang on, do I start my own training business. <laughs> um, and then I got the itch. I got the itch a year and a half out of the industry and I thought what am I going to do, what am I going to do and I still had a restraint that I could not sort of operate in in the area that I sold business in and um, I, uh, a close friend of mine um, in Port Douglas, Mark Flynn, was just about to open up his Ray White um, office and uh, uh, I've been kind of his mentor over a period of time and, and when I mentioned to him um, I, think I'm, I think I might come back He's like a good salesman. He said, yeah. come up here and give me a hand. Yeah. And I, oh, I thought, can you give me five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> so I consulted with uh, the family and it was, yeah, um, let's give it a go. And I, I wasn't fearful of doing that because um, Port Douglas 
is where I travel you know, for all the holidays that I have. Any holidays that I have, it's been Port Douglas each year for the last 25 years. So I know the area well, um, know a lot of people there, and I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. And um, so I went up there and I thought, you know, I'll just come back every week or every two weeks. Hmm? You know, I'll just keep travelling back and forward. Well, arrived there May uh, 21, was it? And of course, COVID and the lockdowns of you know, all what the borders. What a place to be locked down. I was locked in. So I had to make a call, do I come back or do I stay there hoping that the lockdown will only be a month or yeah. a few weeks? So made that call. Well, we were, you know, the borders were shut for five and a half months. Mm. So that Your family was, was still here or there? Here. Oh. Very no. confronting. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, you know, my, my son plays... For Abafel, he played for VFL Essendon, and you know I had to watch him on the screen. And my technology, you know, I'm not great at technology at all, so somebody was always wiring up the TV so I could watch it live stream. Yeah. It, you know, tears running down my eyes. It was yeah. a tough bloody time, it really was. But we got through that, and um, Christmas came around that year, and I was able to get get back home. Stayed up for another five or six months travelling, and when I decided I was ready to come back home, it was. Uh, tough call. Um, good real estate up there. There was no auction. So helped Mark build his, his business and the brand to what it is today. And he's, he's just a, a doing really well. fantastic office. Auctions, you know, seven or eight every weekend is absolutely firing. So I said, I need to come back home. And um, to his disappointment in the teams, um, uh, Dan, and, Dan White and Brian White found out that I was coming back home. And and they flew me up to Sydney and said, we'd love for you to work at corporate um, for us in Melbourne. Would you do that? And um, for How was a corporate gig for... Not <sighs> something you've done before, is that? Yeah, look, it was, it was, it was very good, but I, I just could see so much potential. I was learning so much and, and, and so much, I, you know, that I when gave... And you got the itch as well. It's hard yeah. to watch, look from afar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to get in there. It is. And, you know, my role was kind of, well, you know, I said to... Dan, what would you like me to do? And he said, well, just, just do what you, what you wish. Just a lovely family and a great business. And um, so that's what I did. I went to offices and helped um, directors and principals see It's been very try, good try to see, see all these different businesses, successful businesses and what's working, what's not. Yeah. Your insight would have been yeah. phenomenal. It, it was, Rex. And Chanel, I learnt, you know, I went into a lot of offices and made some you know, suggestions and ideas. But at the same time, some of the officers were struggling, but had some great ideas that I never was able to implement or didn't think of it. So I've learnt a lot mm. along the journey, but I'd like to think that I've left a bit behind. Milo, you were a living legend. The, um, the feedback that we got from Ray White business owners that Milo mm. is coming into our office to mm. train, Milo's working, like they, they were honoured to have you as part of the business. When we're turning back after a break, real estate can be an incredible industry, but can also be a very unforgiving industry. How have you felt the reception coming back? Oh, pretty emotional last night. I knew a fair few people in the crowd and um, yeah, a few hugs and a few kisses. So how have I found it um, a few days in has been overwhelming. Can um, we rewind? Because we haven't mentioned that we part yet. Gone into that no. Yet. So you work yeah. corporate. Now you've gone and got your own office. Going back into actually listing, selling, managing, growing. I think there's a few sweaty hands in Essendon, and Milo. <laughs> and oh. you've gone to an independent um, talkers. Yes, sure. Um, uh, Paul McDonald and Cheryl Upton um, 
have been um, stalwarts in, in the area of the city of Mooney Valley for, um, oh gee, is it, is it 33, 34, mm. 35 years? So they went out, um, they were part of a powerful brand called Anderson's, um, and, and Neil G. Anderson, Anderson's Real Estate. So they went out on their own some years ago, about 19 or so. And whilst we were competitors, um, always respected Paul and Cheryl, and they were just, you know, that favourite popular saying at the moment, stayed in their lane. She ran the property management section, he ran the sales department, and uh, always admired, you know, the, the way they did business. So long story short, Paul and Cheryl decided um, to, um, yeah, to, to sell their business, and, and Joe Zuko and I uh, got together and said, you know, this would be a good opportunity, I think, for me to come back into a business like that. And um, the, the good news is that Paul and Cheryl are you know, staying in the business and whilst we've you know, bought their shares, if you like, or bought the business, um, they remain a very, very important part of, um, or settlement, in, in fact, is a couple of weeks away. Um, but they will remain... By the time this says you would have settled, been... Yes, by the... Yeah. So they, um, uh, they will be an integral part of, of what our plans are for the future and, and that is just... You know, happy staff, happy clients, um, have some fun, make a little bit of money along the way and watch people's careers, um, you know, career paths grow and develop. After the experience that you've had with obviously growing a, a monstrous business and the stresses and the, the, the trials and tribulations that come with that, what, what's your plan for McDonald Upton? Are you wanting to create a, a, a mega office or are you... So we're a pretty of, big office. Well, you know <laughs> what I mean, the, the growth plan, or are you sort of wanting to prioritise peace and, and health and, or can you combine the both? Do you feel you're ready? Well, I think I, I'm, I'm, I've matured a lot more and I think I'm a, a lot more patient, Chanel. So, um, but easy does, as, does it as it was the case with, with my previous journey. So. Would I do something completely different now? I th as I said, I think I think just support the guys. Um, look at you know, I've, yeah, I've come into the the office and already see so much potential. Um, not that my way is always the right way, but I do like to trial different things and implement. But Milo, yours not. It's not just your way. You've been across not just one office that you grew to a mega. You've seen all of the Ray White offices, all of. Like yeah, so many different offices. You've seen I what have. works and what hasn't worked. Yeah, I and have. to implement that into an office is mm -hmm. it's a powerful tool. It, it it is. So my my biggest challenge, I think, um, with with the business now will be I've got, <laughs> I know where I want it to be, and I know what's going to work really well. Can you share well. that with us? Well, I want it to <laughs> where I want it to be. I want it to be an office of one of first choice when someone's thinking of listing their their property for rent. Um, or for a tenants looking to, you know, to um, a renter, uh, is is looking, you know, for a property to rent that um, we can be a place and a business that they feel comfortable in being um, heard, respected, um, followed up, responded to, and in sales the same. If someone's thinking of selling or buying in the area, that that we're, we're top of mind. Who's the best? Who's better than someone else? Mm. Let the community Food decide. Who do start that with talking about property management over sales is a sentiment and talking about tenants, not necessarily just landlords, is shows your view on it is And the team, not yeah. me. It's not a me it's not about you, it's about yeah. the business. It's, it's a, look, guys, it's a simple I think it's a simple business and a simple industry. It just requires a lot of hours on the job to be successful. 
but it's a simple business. Yeah. I think it's a simple business if you have the right people behind you. The right, the right group, the right people, the right support, um, but as well as that, the right support outside of work as well. The right family, the right friends, the right people around you. Mm. If you have all of those, it's life, work, it can be a lot simpler. Yeah, the jigsaw puzzle just yeah. forms itself almost. So that's what I'm looking forward to, is, is um, just embracing um, the staff, that's my new family, and um, they're, in, they're in for a good time. And just recently, after four plus years, you called your first auction Woo! back yeah, in your old neighbourhood. Yeah, How I did it feel? Um, yeah, I choked a little bit at the start, really. I, I did. Um, I think what just came back to me was the time that I'd been out, although it hadn't seemed that long, but, um, but certainly walking out and seeing the large crowd and, and the anticipation um, was there was pretty moving. tears or emotions? Um, afterwards, yeah. Afterwards there were, but I had to remain professional for a period of time yeah. and of course happened to, um, happened to um, be my, my first you know, auction back and, and a very big heckler at the beginning, yeah. very disruptive, so I was ready for it. Um, no better way than to go straight into the deep end, yeah, right? Yeah, I was ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. The Milo standing here today for some parting words. What advice would you, be, would you be giving to young Milo? So we've got a 33-year-old agent right now that's working to the bone, potentially getting to the point of burnout. If you're sitting here talking to yourself at that age and you know, when you're at the brink of your career but also at the brink of potentially you know, burning out, what advice would you give? Um, yeah, good question, Janelle. Um, very good question. I feel that you need to reach out. I felt that I was Superman. I felt that um, my way was always the right way and that was work, 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 keep, keep, keep driving, keep driving. You must win, you must win, I must win. I must take care of this monster. I must take care of the staff. We've got a list, we've got to sell, we've got a list, we've got to sell, keep doing the hours. And I didn't turn to anybody that's been there, done that. Um, and I'm, I don't do many of these gigs, if you like, at all. Yeah. Um, and I respect you guys greatly, and that's why I'm here. So it's to share to those who are perhaps listening, and if you feel a bit this way, is you know, reach out. And I know they're kind of words we hear a bit, reach out, reach out to who? Reach out, my phone's always available. Mm. Um, my phone's available, somebody else that's been a, an achiever, if you like, or has hit a wall, or has, you know, has, has achieved what you know, um, you'd like to achieve, and, and just asking you know, what, what to look out for, what not to look out for. I look back now, and I, perhaps I should have had a mentor or, or a buddy that I could turn to every Friday morning or every you know, Thursday afternoon, sit for an hour or two and say, right, this is what's happened this week. I, I, I feel burnt out, can you give me a bit of guidance? Or at least just cry on someone's shoulder that, yeah. that knows what you're going through. Understands um, it. I, I strongly encourage those who are aspiring um, you know, to, to, to become great agents and high income earning agents, um, principals that want to grow their office. Um, reach out to those that have been there, done that. Usually it's for free. That's, that's what I would encourage people to do. That's wonderful. Well, Milo, did you have some, something you needed to say? I was going to thank you. I know this is probably the first interview you've done in 
10 years, maybe? And it took a lot. Uh, I know it's, it's not something yeah, you want to do. Yeah, I don't know. It's well. not, but you're one of the most genuine, emotional, like, you know, you, are, you wear your heart on your sleeve and anyone that has the pleasure to know you, actually know you, would vouch for that. Um, so um, thank you for taking time out, being so genuine and raw with us today and, and being on camera. We're very excited to see the future we of Upton and, we are. and Watch where out. you lead that team. Thank you guys. Thank Thanks you, Milo. Thank you. Thank you for watching another episode of Real Estate Renovators.